Lord, we thank you that the reason why you serve us is because you want us to flourish. You want us to be free. Lord, thank you that we have been made free as children of God. We have been... Good morning. So our second reading today is from John 17, verses 20 to 23. My prayer, this is Jesus speaking, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, and I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we were at a wedding recently, and it was a really great day. Service was great. The food was great. And then the evening came about. The tables were cleared away. The band set up, especially chose the band set up. And the music started to play, and the bride and groom danced and celebrated their wedding. And then the bridal party came up. And then the band started to play their crowd-drawing song and called everyone up onto the dance floor to celebrate this marriage. The dance floor was ready. The bride and groom were there. It was time to celebrate. So we all got up to dance and danced the whole night. The five of us on the dance floor alone, <laughs> surrounded by people sitting on their tables watching Oh, I mean, it, it's, it's not what you want, is it? It's not what you want. You know, everything was set up for this time. Everything was specially arranged so that we could dance and celebrate. But not everyone joined in the fun. Not everyone experienced what it was like to be up there and dance and celebrate. And sometimes it can be a bit like this with church as well. We can be spectators instead of participators. And that, that's not to do with, with just a service on a Sunday morning. That's to do with everything that goes on in our church family throughout the week. We might prefer to, to sit back and watch. So I'll start us off in prayer. Lord, show us how you want us to be a community who honor you and point towards you and who you are and what you have done in all things. We pray this in your name. Amen. So this week's church value, as, as Mark was explaining, is join the family. So back in May in the Purpose Driven Life series, we looked at the idea that we are formed for family. And that message was that we are one family joined together by our faith in Jesus into one body which works when we all take part doing so in sacrificial love and unity. So what does it practically mean to be a family, a joint church family? What, what are the values and the things that we might see in that if we are, if we are living that way? Well, the first thing here that we've seen 
Jesus pray about, and we've seen it in the reading from Philippians as well, is unity. So how do we get this unity? Through our common faith in Jesus, which joins us together. See how Jesus urges this in John 17, that we might be one as he is one with God the Father and the Spirit. And Paul puts it this way in Philippians, by almost saying, if you have this good news, if you have this same love, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and one in mind. We're not called to be unnecessarily argumentative. We are not told that we're entitled to have things exactly our way. But we're rather told, rather in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the other. So how do we maintain this unity? Well, one thing is not to gossip or speak badly of each other. That might sound extremely obvious, but gossiping can be, you know, uh, feel like something very natural to us. Sharing other people's messy news is fun. But we are called to unity, to love one another as Jesus has loved us. To remember that we are brothers and sisters in Christ and we're to build each other up and not to tear each other apart. This also means getting behind the leaders of the church and not undermining or talking badly of those who, 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 who do things throughout our church life, but building up and encouraging. Problems with unity is nothing new. The disciples even argued among themselves about who was the greatest, which didn't impress Jesus. And humbleness like Christ's comes through recognizing how great God is and how much he has done for us, which gives us our perspective that putting aside our own personal preferences is no longer such a big deal. And that because this unity is so key for us as a church family, that we're happy to set aside our own preferences. So we must protect church unity so that we can function as God's family. The second thing is to share the responsibility of a church. Like an empty dance floor with five people on it, everyone sitting or, or, or not being involved in church life makes everything less fun and pressurizes the people who are involved. You don't pull out your best moves or your, 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 your extravagance so much when everyone's watching you on a dance floor. But when we all take part in church and family life, we can express ourselves better and we can do that with joy and confidence. So how can we share this responsibility? Well, one of the biggest things is you can pray for your church. Pray for the people, pray for their needs, pray blessings on them, especially pray, pray blessings on those that you find difficult to like. Pray over every aspect of a church. Pray that our church family will grow. Pray for the new people who come along. Pray for those who are sick, those who are mourning. Are we a church who loves to pray? We should strive and aim to be a church that loves to pray. We are called to grow the church and welcome new people in, just as Christ welcomes you. So that means we are collectively to look to invite new people along and welcome those who come. We're not told that 
welcoming and inviting is left to people who are specially chosen, but we're all to play a part of this. This doesn't mean that we all welcome someone new all at once on the same day. That would be terrifying for them. But our attitude should be one where we are looking to make people feel welcome and to show them love in a way which is right for them. And when we as a family are praying for growth, praying for our church, inviting others and welcoming those in, then we are all playing our best part and we can all be our best selves on God's dance floor, knowing that we are supported in prayer and love all the way as we share the responsibility of the church. So we're also called to serve in the work of the church. Serving in the work of the church or the ministries will mean different things for different people. Just as a church is described as a body with different parts, so are we better suited to different areas of work in the church. And it's important that we find out what we are best suited to, and then we go and do it. Sometimes it might be a talent that we have. Sometimes it might be something that someone spots in us, or a passion that we have. It's important that we, we do get on and serve. And we don't just wait for the perfect time. But there will be seasons of our life where times change and things change and what we do might change. And that's okay. We've got to be wise in our serving that it's sustainable and it's sensible. 1 Peter 4.10 says, each of you should use whatever gifts you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. Let's all use our gifts and our talents to serve in the work of our church and be that family. A critical part of being a church family is supporting the testimony or the message of our church. What does that mean? Well, it means that our actions support the truth that we proclaim as a church. Faithful church attendance is part of this. If we say that Jesus means everything but we don't spend any time meeting as a people, then these two things conflict. But because we believe that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that he has saved us, and that this is the most important and amazing thing ever, it's our delight to meet and praise God and to learn more about him. And that's most importantly done on a Sunday morning when we all gather together. We don't get to heaven through coming to church. We don't get points for coming to church. But it's because of the importance of Jesus to us in our lives that reflects in us coming to church regularly. And it also means that we turn up to, to other things in our church life, whether that's events or ministries, but particularly small groups. And we've got the Immerse group starting up again soon, which is a great opportunity to have closer times of sharing and support through prayer and other practical ways. So I'd really encourage you to make the most of that. It also means that we support the church with regular financial giving. A church where no one who gives money to it would suggest that no one cares about the work that it does. But the church is God's plan for reaching the world and we need to financially support it regularly. And that shows our heart is for God's plan. The final point in supporting the message of the church is to live a godly life. 
if we as members of a church family say one thing, but we do something else, this can undermine and distract from the message of Jesus. We're called to live lives worthy of the one who has called us, and that's Jesus. We are his representatives here. That does not mean we have to be the finished article right now, but it does mean that we are desperate to follow Jesus, that we are actively taking steps away from our sinful habits and practices and saying, I don't want this anymore. I want you, Jesus, and I will do anything and everything to live a life which honors you. So we have to be really serious about our sin. And if we are persisting in sinful patterns of life, knowing that it's against God's will, then we are going to cause hurt and confusion for both our brothers and sisters in Christ and to those outside the church trying to figure out who Jesus is. We should strive to live godly lives. Again, not because that will get us to heaven, but because we love Jesus and what he has done for us and we want to honor him in every way. So we must, as a family, protect the testimony of our church. So being joined as a family means that we will protect the unity, share the responsibility, serve in the mission and support the testimony of the church. Seems like a lot to ask. It's a big job. To serve, to not grumble or gossip, to follow others, to give financially, to put time and effort into the church family. It can seem like a lifelong task that isn't going to be easy, and it's going to involve sacrifice and commitment and putting others' needs above our own. How can we do this? Well, Paul puts it this way in Philippians 2, verse 5. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in the appearance as man, he humbled himself by even becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. So Paul says, keep this at the front of your mind. Hold on to this thought in all that you do. Jesus, who was God, humbled himself. He humbled himself so far as to death on a cross. And I think personally, and uh, maybe for all of us, it's so easy to be filled with pride. It's so easy to say, I have these rights, I have these comforts that I want. I deserve these things. But Jesus, he gave up his rights, he gave up his comfort to be obedient to God. So it's with this in mind that we look to serve him in all things, as our example. And then he goes on in verse 12, therefore, so he says, therefore, because of this, because of what Jesus has done, remembering this, having this at the front of our mind, he says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you may become blameless and pure, 
children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky as you hold firmly to the word of life. So this is a serious business. We are representing God as his children, as the ones who carry his name and his honor. We must work out what we do with the gravity of knowing that the maker of the whole universe has put his name and reputation on us. So take his church, take his plan seriously, but remember that he is good. Remember his mercy, remember his love, but remember his holiness and his power too. We can do church, we can do family, because Jesus has gone ahead of us. He's made a way, his love unites us. Him being with God and Jesus being with us through what he has done and us trusting in him unites us. And we must continually look to Jesus and pray to him and say, Lord, I can't do this by myself. I am struggling with this person, with this thing, with this sin. Lord, help me. Help me to honor you and follow you. And today, some of us might want the benefits of a church family without the cost. We might be afraid of a deeper relationship or commitment within the church family or to Jesus. We might have been hurt in the past by an old church that we used to go to or maybe even in this church here. Well, the more you put in, the more Jesus is going to show you his wonderful grace through the lives of the people that you will see around you in church. Whether that's the older faithful believer trusting in Jesus in their later years or whether it's the passion of someone new to faith or whether it's the trust of the terminally ill knowing that Jesus will carry them home. If you are not part of God's family, then you will not see so much of his grace. You will not see so many aspects of his love. You won't see so much of Jesus' and God's character played out in the expressions and our own funny quirks as we look to follow God and honor him in all our ways. So, join the church family continue to be part of the church family. Be united like Jesus is with his father in the church family. In every aspect, he wants us to desire to serve him and to honor him. And when we do that, he says, the world will know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me and we will shine among them like stars in the sky. When we all together do this church family, when we are joined together as a church family, doing all of these things, looking to honor Jesus, that itself is a witness and, a, and, a, and it will shine among, among people that we are looking and honoring Jesus and we will show who he is. I'll close in prayer before the band leaders in worship again. Father God, 
what you have done for us through Jesus is amazing. We are sorry for when you have not been our priority. Today, Lord, would we accept your calling us into this deeper family life, Lord. Take away the habits which, which take us away from you, God. Make us more like Jesus, Lord. Give us a desire to honor you in every way. Help us to be more humble, to think more of others. We pray against division. We pray against our own pride. Give us a desire to see your church grow and show us how best to serve you. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Only with your help, God, can we do this. Show us new gifts and talents which we can use for your glory. Use us as Bangor Parish Church to be that shining light in this place for you. We pray this in your name and for your glory. Amen.